Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. All right, how you guys doing? Come on in, take a seat. You're sitting here, you're listening to The Art of Wrestling. It is a professional wrestling podcast. It's also a life podcast, a personal journal, an entryway into the minds, the hearts, and the souls, and the lies, and the thoughts of people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I am a Chicago native, a podcaster, an entertainer, an entrepreneur, and many other things among that. But most importantly, I am a professional wrestler. We are sitting here live in the studio, apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before we get into this heavy, please remember that the podcast is fan-supported and listener-supported. And uh, you guys can support if you feel the need, and it's always appreciated. If you're broke, you can do it free of charge. Tell a friend. Let them know what's going on over here. Maybe leave a review on iTunes. Maybe tell somebody important in the world. Uh, but if you do have a couple uh, couple extra buckaroos laying around and you enjoying what I'm doing, you say, hey, Colt, you know, you're giving this to me free of charge every single Thursday, and we love Colt.com or iTunes, which I should be subscribing to. That's what you're saying to yourself. You can head on over to ColtMerch.com, make a sweet purchase. I have T-shirts, pictures, buttons. I got uh, original art posters. Uh, I also have DVDs, wrestling road diaries. Uh, that's all available over at ColtMerch.com. It's a great way to support. And again, I really appreciate it. The guest this week is Excalibur. Now, some of you guys may be very familiar with him and, and happy he's on and ecstatic. Uh, right, getting ready to listen to what he has to say. Some of you guys may even not be familiar with who he is. And I think he's important to have on the show because, of course, this is the world of wrestling. And uh, in the world of wrestling, of course, there's you know national syndicated television wrestling. And then there's also the independent world. And uh, in the independent world, there's only a couple top dogs. And I do believe Pro Wrestling Gorilla is one of those. And Excalibur, is a, he's a head honcho over there, man. He carries a really big stick over at PWG. And, uh, and it's good to have him on and hear what he has to say and just kind of hear his story because he's an intelligent, funny guy. Uh, on top of everything. And uh, BWG's over on the West Coast. It's one of the best over there. It's in uh, California. And I remember when they first started, when they debuted, I was on the very first show. I believe I wrestled M-Dog. I hope I'm correct when I say that. And I remember at the time, you know, UPW was the big thing back in the day. John Cena, you know, the prototype, Heinrich, Nathan Jones, all these giant guys were coming out of here. It was uh, it was like a cloning station, and uh, Rick Bassman had got his hand on the Hollywood types and knew exactly what the WWE wanted, and 
And that's what he was running over there. And there, you know, there were some guys that felt kind of like outcasts, like they didn't have a place. And they were great wrestlers, but they just didn't have the opportunity to maybe a UPW or some of these other places. Uh, and they kind of, six of them, actually, to be exact, started their own little thing. Who knew what it was going to be or where it was going to go? And uh, I was on the first show, and I've been on many shows since. Of course, when I got fired by WWE on a Friday, then the next Saturday I showed up at PWG, which was uh, which was a really cool, I think, thing for me to do and for them to have me and to put that all together. And uh, I was trying to think of stories of PWG over my years of being there. And you know, I've, I've hung out with all the guys. That's where I made a lot of my friends and a lot of fun. Uh, you know, relationships over the years. And uh, the only really thing that stuck out to me was, uh, I remember the very first show, Chris Daniels was wrestling uh, Aaron Aguilera, who was Jesus in WWE. And uh, he said, Chris said to Aaron, uh, Aaron, what do you want to do tonight? And Aaron said, I want to make history. And I think Chris took a step back and chuckled a little bit and was like, I meant like, you know, moves. But uh, Aaron wanted to make history. I, unfortunately, I don't think history was made in front of 75 people in uh, Hacienda, California, or wherever we were at that time. Um, but I do believe they have made history in the, in the nine years they've been around, and they've put a great stamp uh, for, their, you know, for themselves in the world of professional wrestling. And they're here today, and they're going strong because they do survive on DVD sales, and, uh, and, they, and they have a great product. And uh, it's good to have Excalibur on to kind of, again, explain everything and talk and, and let you guys know a little bit what he's about and what his promotion's about. So uh, we're going to get into this in a little bit. Song of the week this week is uh, a video game themed. It's an instrumental. It's actually uh, the theme song to pro wrestling on NES. Uh, enjoy it. and We'll be back with Excalibur. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. How you doing? Cold back in the podcast uh, with a masked man. Your, your first masked man? I, are you my first masked man? I don't know. I, I'm going to say, yeah, I never sat down and had a conversation with a man in a mask. I wish I knew what you looked like. Uh, I'm here with Excalibur uh, of, uh, I would say, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Fame. Yeah, um, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Fame, Infamy, however you want to you wanna put it. Um, but, yeah, that's um, basically where, where I've been known for and made my home for just about the last eight years. Yeah. Um, when I think about you, I think you're the smartest man I know. <laughs> is that <laughs> and I and I have said that to my chiropractor before, uh, Dr. Jeremy Weiss. Um, but I think you're right up there. Would you consider yourself a smart man, an educated man? Are you educated? I'm not. I'm, not, I'm very poorly educated. Really? I'm, I'm uh, a man of the world. I have about a year and one semester of junior college under my belt, and uh, that's that's about it. Then I just moved. I uh, picked up and moved everything out to Los Angeles and kind of made my way. Where you? You're from Detroit. Yeah, I know that. So hold on. So. I mean, you, you, you keep yourself, you're a very well-spoken uh, individual, correct? And I think the people at Pro Wrestling Gorilla know that from the, the commentary that you do. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope so. I would hope that, that, uh, that my elocution and my diction are, are known worldwide. Wow. Do you, are you one of these believers that doesn't believe? Because there's people out there, and like what I know now is I went to college, and my parents made me go to college. But it's almost like, why did I go to college? And the whole time, I'm like, Mom, I don't want to go to college. I just, I just want to wrestle. Are you, there's believers out there who are like, college is pointless. No, well, the thing is, my dad. Uh, my dad was a teacher. He was he was a teacher for thirty years in Detroit public schools, and his big thing was for me to go to college. Like he really, really wanted me to go to college. And when uh, when I decided that I was going to leave college and I was going to move to uh, to Los Angeles, uh, you know, I mean, I said it was kind of. F- for uh, to pr- pursue like my profession, profession, but I also you know I had an in with uh, with Revolution Pro, and I was really kind of secretly you know it was like maybe sixty forty. I was going out there to pursue wrestling, and um, you know when I told him I was leaving, it really uh, really caused like a big rift between us. He was I mean he really wanted me to go to college, and I thought that you know I mean if I don't do this now, then I'm I'm never going to be able to. If I you know if I graduate from school, I'll be 23, 24 years old. That might be too too late to start. Way too old. You'd yeah. just be a, <laughs> looking back at it now. You'd be a kid. Yeah. Uh, um. So what year was that? That was uh, 2000. In 2000, mm-hmm. and uh, you were I guess 20 probably at that time. Yeah. Well, actually, I left I left Detroit at the end of '99, and I uh, I was living in Super Dragon's garage for four maybe six months. Before I finally got a, got an apartment of my own, were you one of these guys? Okay, you're in Detroit. You say you have an in in Rev Pro, but you're just a guy. <laughs> you're just a guy in Detroit. Yeah. And and in Rev Pro, to have an in in Rev Pro would be basically like saying, I've got a 
I've got an inn at this abandoned shack down by the river, you know. So, I mean, are you one of those guys that's, like, on the internet and you made friends with, like, internet people and that's – Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how uh, – uh, you know, I don't think it's any secret that Super, Super Dragon and I uh, – we've been friends for 16 years. I mean, the better half of my life now. And that all came out through uh, through the internet, through AOL and stuff like that. We just started communicating. I actually wrote for a, uh, a fairly popular wrestling video games website. And he, um, which one was that? It was Scoops. No, no, it, no. It was remember Ar- Scoops? I remember Al Scoops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Al Scoops. That's what it was. <laughs> no, this was uh, RVG, Rasslin Video Games. Oh and, man! And uh, myself and my friend, uh, my friend who actually uh, is a, a friend of the clowns in Detroit. He's uh, he's there. He's one of their producers, one of their main producers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he and I were, uh, you know, we were, we were friends back in Detroit, and we we wrote this website together. Uh, you know, we created it, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were like the first wrestling video game website. It was back when uh, Super Fire Pro was a huge deal. So, what's a wrestling video game website? We just covered wrestling video games. Oh, like that uh, was your that was that was our purview. Yeah, it was, um, you know, like um, I guess Super Fire Pro Wrestling, which was the Japanese uh, Japanese wrestling game that basically every every indie guy from 96 through 2000 just stole moves from from Super Fire Pro. Yeah, wrestling. that used to be huge, but I'm not really. Into video games, but that was that like a revolutionary game? Oh yeah, yeah, it was because um, you think about video games, wrestling video games before then, and it was just like the the then the WWF Superstars game where you just have like eight characters, maybe sixteen characters, and you're just kind of limited to them and what they do on TV. And there was also the one with Doink, where like pies flew yeah out of in them. your house or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was like it was like the NBA Jam of wrestling. Yes, games. I remember yeah. playing that at Best Buy. Yeah, <laughs> but but Super. And so, well, then Fire Pro, the, the thing was, I mean, I was super into Japanese pro wrestling at that point, and so this was like the best of both worlds because it had, I, don't, I can't remember the exact number, but it had like 128 characters, and then you could create like 30 of your own guys with, you know, just basically every move. So like every move that you loved in, in Japanese wrestling, and then they had American wrestling too, you could give to your guy and you could program like, you know, how they would react if um, if the computer was controlling them and stuff like, you know, basically like programming like an artificial intelligence. And this was on a Super Nintendo game. But who would program this? Like smart people? Wrestling nerds. Okay. It was, I mean, and then they told you how to do it or you knew how to do this? No. What, 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 I, what I would do is we would work. There was like this whole community, and I think it still does exist. I mean, I haven't really followed up on it, but there was this whole community of people that were – basically teaching themselves like rudimentary Japanese, like how to read and write wow. Japanese in order to translate these games bit by bit. And, you know, I was kind of part of that community. And that's that's really where, where like, my start in professional wrestling oh came from. Oh, my God. That's like, um, that's like Dogtown and Z-Boys. Yes. Of like, <laughs> you know, like, I, am, I am Stacey Peralta. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so, like, you – Man, um, so you said <laughs> no, but you. I mean, you're into all this stuff, right? Yeah, I uh, mean, I. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day that I I was the writer of my own eFed mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like, I guess that's the era of all that. I remember AOL. Like, I got an AOL. There was, and I think I've talked about this. There was the trivia and the chat rooms. I remember like challenging people to trivia, and then mm-hmm. they'd instant message me and they'd give me a trivia question. It'd be so easy. I'd be like, "Bro, you're out of my league." Like. <laughs> Come on, don't even, like, who beat Hulk Hogan the third time? Like, I, come on, I, I know that. The police are coming to arrest that guy right oh, now. Yeah, that. maybe. I don't know if they can pick that up. On these these are, these are nice microphones. They are. They are very nice. Um, uh, but I had my own E-Fed, and I would book it, and, uh, and I just remember those glory days. I'll take you one level of wrestling nerddom further. Do you remember RSPW? 
That's Rex Sports Pro Wrestling. Is that, was on, that the back of the magazines? No, no, that was on Usenet, like the internet news groups. That was the text-based news groups. Kind of. And that was like, you know how AOL, AOL like had a little flash and panache, you know, there was graphics and stuff yeah. like that in the chat rooms. RSPW, is just, it's just like a news board, a message board. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it still exists today. I don't know what, I mean, how many people are using it, but that was like, that was like the... The mecca. Yeah. I mean, the, like, um, I wasn't, the guy, he's a Canadian guy. That used to scan all the Japanese wrestling magazines. Um, shit, I can't remember his name, but like that's where like, he would he would post all these 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 horrible collages. Like he'd put these like you know super '90s looking backgrounds on them and stuff. But he would he would just clip out all the all the photos from the Japanese magazines and he posted up. And um, he had a whole website and stuff dedicated to it. And like every week, I would was be it like, Ask Scoops? No, it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. It was uh, oh shit, Herb Coons maybe or. We can't say that word on here. <laughs> you obviously haven't heard the PWG commentary. Oh, sorry. But um, no, I can't remember what his name was. But um, yeah, and that's that. I mean, that was that was it. Like, I mean, I was so consumed with uh, with like all facets of Japanese wrestling in the mid '90s. And who are your guys? Basically, it was the Michinoku guys and the All Japan. Like, I mean, I could watch those just for hours and hours on end. And you know, if you watch probably my first thirty to hundred and twenty matches, you'll see, <laughs> right? you'll see me totally just do, yeah, just doing a pale imitation. And what did you of do? Just, did you get them from RF video, or did you? No, not not even RF video. It was um, just like tape trading and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I wasn't a part of that circuit at all. And I I always wished I I just didn't know. I guess how to get into and the reality is you just just snoop around. But like I was always really cautious. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's of like my parents like being caught. Like you know don't. Oh God! I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I uh, oh man, this is hilarious. So I I was uh, I wanted to be a wrestler. That's all the, the only thing I ever wanted to do. I wanted to be a wrestler. I was 17 years old. I wanted to be a wrestler. And this guy was like saw my AOL profile and was like, Hey, you like wrestling? We should like I have some mats. We should get together and wrestle. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck yeah! I want to do this. And then I was like, Well, maybe we should meet for lunch first. And he was like 32 or whatever. And like I was all about to do it. And then my mom was like, What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to meet this dude. We're going to wrestle. How old were you? I was 17. Okay. Yeah. And just and 17 might sound old, but I was a moron. Yeah. And looking, how old are you now? Uh, I just turned 31. I'm 30. And looking back on that now, imagine messaging like a 17 year old anybody. Right. And just being like, I mean, come over hey. to my house and, <laughs> and wrestle on these men. Thank God. You know, my mom put a stop yeah. to that, and thank God, like, that's why I was maybe afraid to go out and search all these worlds on the internet of, of tape trading and, and that kind of stuff. Well, see, I, w- I was really lucky in that um, this guy, um, I don't, I don't want to use, use his name, because he's got, he's got two careers. He's got his career with ICP, and he's got his career, like, as, as a DJ, but um, his, his dad was a, um, God, I don't even know, he was like a reporter or he he, had, he he owned a publishing company, and he would he would report on all the um, all the wrestling stuff in the uh, in Detroit in the seventies. And so uh, Bobo Brazil, the, the original Sheik, all all these guys, he was friends with, and he you know he knew all these guys. So he he had this kind of built in library. Like I guess he would he would get tapes sent to him by the Sheik or you know oh, stuff nice. like that, yeah. just like you know like random FMW shows or something like that. And so he already had this library. And like as soon as I started watching stuff, I'm like, oh my god, I got to see more. And then so we would start uh, we would start pursuing it. And like I think RSPW was a big thing where it was just like you know tape trading. You just you know you get a tape, you pass it along, somebody else would send yeah, you. Yeah, Brazek would always kind of like he'd tell me a little about when we were traveling mm-hmm. originally because he was one of those guys. Yeah. he would tell me about the ins of outs of how that all and uh and so you know i mean it, it just it just kind of bloomed from there and I, you know a funny tape trading story is um 
somewhat early on in my in my career out here, I met this kid. Uh, you know, this 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 guy comes up, I'm like, oh hey, I'm I'm so and so. I'm like, didn't I used to t- trade yeah. tapes with you? And he's like, yeah, I think he did. I'm like, didn't you rip me off? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, and he did. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I uh, I sold the master copy of the something else, so I just sent you like a bunch of lucha. And I'm like, I fucking hate lucha <laughs> <laughs> from ten years ago. Yeah. I hate lucha and I hate you. Yeah, and get so, away I mean, from PWG. But I mean, it's it's, uh, it's so funny, like how you know how small the the community is, right? How big it seems to be, but mm-hmm. really how small it is. Uh, now you said you went out to California to you you knew you could maybe get into wrestling, but you said there was something else. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was always kind of pursuing my um, you know my my career is that of a graphic designer, and so I, I moved out to, to California. I actually had a, a friend that, that worked at a company. He got me a job. It was basically like a glorified internship. It was just a production job where, you know, just very low level doing stuff like that's that. That's the California dream, right? Like, that's how it's done. Yeah. And if I mean, I've heard anything from from comedy podcasts and acting <laughs> podcasts, you know, right? Like, you come out to L.A. Yeah, and, you yeah. come out and you just pay your dues. And, I mean, that's exactly what I did. It's like, you know, the way I looked at it is, you know, as far as school is concerned, is I could either, uh, you know, I could either go to college, put my time in there, and, you know, then come out and then start at the bottom rung of the ladder. Or I could come in, put my time at a company, make money while I'm doing it, and kind of get paid to learn. And that's kind of what I did. So, you know, as far as my uh, professional fundamentals go, is maybe not so good as somebody that's college educated. But right now, I mean, I have 10 years of experience. like On the street. Yeah. On the street. Street-level experience. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the places that you've worked and, 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 you, yeah. know, and you know what I want to yeah, talk yeah. about? What what are what are well the the, uh, the first job the, the job that I got when I moved out to California was uh, from our, our mutual friend Disco Machine. He was a graphic designer for this company called Urban Graphics. Urban Graphics was the uh... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They, their number one client was Vivid Video. Yes. The, the <laughs> pornography company. And so that's, that's basically what I started doing. I started working for... For Vivid Video, I was uh, just just turned 20 years old, and uh, started started working at Vivid. You know, just back then, VHS was still the uh, the dominant. Oh, dominant I can imagine form. a phone call to your dad. Like I never to dad. this day. To this day <laughs> oh, he doesn't know. To this day, Urban Graphics they they did a bunch of other stuff. That's where we would be different because I'd be like, Dad, I made it. Like. I have jerked off so many times to Jenna Jameson. It's out of control. If if my dad even utters like anything that's uh has anything to do it could be 20 things removed from sex like i just get like the biggest douche chill and i, yeah, I have to leave the room and so, right. so to have that conversation with my dad oh i never and especially because he was so disappointed that i left detroit and, and then to know, say hey i got a job in job porn. Working porn. <laughs> yeah. and so so yeah i mean that's that's what i did and it was actually i mean i met some really great and really talented people Women. there and no, that, that was a funny thing. We worked off-site. We didn't work at Vivid's oh, offices. Oh, this is so disappointing. And so, well, you know, like the, the higher-up guys, they, they would get to go to, uh, you know, to the trade show, like the AVN Awards and stuff like that, and, you know, photo shoots and stuff like that. But we, um, you know, being, being bottom rung of the ladder, you know, I'm just, just stuck at the office doing, uh, you know, retouching. Um, boobs? Uh, no, boobs, <laughs> boobs, bad implant scars, 
and uh, stretch marks. That was. The, and you see a lot of them. Oh, more more than you know. You were basically their gods. I mean, yeah. Oh, they, next to their plastic surgeons, who obviously weren't that good. Well, you know, I mean, if you're paying, you know, eleven hundred dollars for a boob job in Tijuana, you know, <laughs> you, you need somebody like me to kind of fix things up for you. Were there some funny war stories around the uh, the the? Was it the vivid offices? Yeah, there was. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many. Um, you know, the other thing too is I had to, um, being at the bottom of the rung of the ladder, I also had to work on the vivid man stuff, which was. Oh man. Yeah. And Literally, so, man. So the first day of me having to to retouch gay porn was that was a bad day. But the thing is, it's like, Dad, I got some bad <laughs> news for you. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, it's like you you get to be like uh, like a war correspondent, like the the guy that uh, that directed uh, Restrepo, the guy that just got killed over uh, um, Restrepo is this great documentary um, about uh, these the soldiers fighting in Afghanistan, and um, the guy was a documentary documentary filmmaker. He was shooting stuff in Libya, and he got killed. Uh, he and another photographer okay. got killed right over just a couple weeks ago. But uh, in in interviews, he was talking about like you know seeing seeing these. Um, these soldiers, you know, like working shoulder so, uh, shoulder to shoulder every day in Afghanistan, and then one guy gets killed, and it's just like you know, it's like a, like a family member getting killed, and you know, as a reporter, as a documentarian, you have to kind of detach yourselves from it, and so <laughs> this is a very eloquent way of me saying like, now I can just kind of look at gay porn, and I see you know, I see the stretch marks, and I see the pimples, and I see this stuff, and it's like you know, I mean, it's just it, it becomes like a mechanical thing, it's right? No, you know, it's, it's still it's not my thing, but you know, it's like. A job, uh, you know, people need to work. A job's a job. I, yeah, I got to put I got to put top ramen in my pot, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, so we get into wrestling. You, you did you tra- so you trained at Rev Pro, yeah, um, and that's where you, you kind of I, I guess not to. Well, I mean, you did some fun stuff. I know you went to Alaska. Yeah, right? yeah. I, you know, I didn't. If if I have one regret in wrestling is I didn't travel as much as I would like to have, and I think that was because I wasn't uh, looking back on it now. I wasn't one hundred percent committed to making it my career. You know, like if I, um, you know, if I if I wanted to if I wanted to travel as much as these guys, if I wanted to go to down to Mexico for two weeks, I would have to take two weeks off from my day job and, of retouching penises. Yeah, retouching penises <laughs> and vaginas. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That was you know it was, it was probably Don't forget the vagina. It, it was probably an 85, 15, 15 uh, vagina to penis ratio. Okay. So okay, but you know, like I'd have to go down to Mexico and I'd make what uh, four hundred bucks for two weeks pesos. and yeah, four hundred pesos. pesos. Yeah. And uh, maybe get a torta at the end of the show, and you know, I mean, that I would, I would love to have done that, but it's I couldn't, I couldn't afford to do that. You know, I mean, I'd, I, I just, I had to pay my rent at the end. Of the day. I had to pay my, you know, car payment. And I had to do all this stuff, and just wrestling, especially in California. You know, it's, it's, it's a very different animal from the East Coast. You know, I mean, you were kind of lucky breaking in the Midwest. I mean, there's. You know, on, a, on any given weekend, there's probably, uh, you know, 10 shows within yeah. a six-hour drive of you. Right, two hours left, I'm in Wisconsin. Two hours right, I'm in Ohio. And then- but in California, I mean, it was it was a very, very small pool. And so it was it was tough to make a living. I, you know, there's very few guys that do make their living solely off wrestling out here. Out in California, yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes I, I think to myself, like, and I've thought that before is, and Chris Daniels is an interesting, like, guy because he moved from the Midwest to L.A. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, to make that move from the Midwest or the East Coast to L.A. where I would want to be maybe to get better potential in, in oh, yeah. acting or comedy or movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah but th- the idea to make a living in wrestling, it seems so hard because, right, two hours left, you're still in California. Two hours south, you're still in California. Yeah. It's hard to get that buzz out, really. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, the the cost of living here. You know, like in in 
you know, I, I know uh, Hero, his his apartment that uh, that apartment in Indiana, it was like it was like three hundred bucks or something yeah. a month, and it was like a three bedroom three apartment. Three people, a uh, nice yeah. size, and uh, and you know, three hundred bucks here would you can't you can't rent anything for three hundred right. bucks here. And so you know, my uh, my first place it was a, it was a two bedroom with my girlfriend at the time, and it was it was like twelve hundred dollars, and like twelve hundred dollars was more than a mortgage on my dad's house in Detroit. Right, and so you know, it's like I had to work. Uh, but I mean now, okay. Let's talk. You're really obviously PWG is 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 the big dog right now. Mm-hmm. You talked about graphics, uh, some great things about PWG. When I just think about, it. and I, I I was on the very first show. Yes. Yeah, and so I mean, I've we actually wrestled in PWG. You and I, on the uh, first anniversary show. Singles? No, it was a three or slim. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was a bad match. Oh God, that was. <laughs> I remember that being awful. Yeah. I think I blamed Slim for most of that though. <laughs> if I remember. Yeah, I think, I think um, we both did. But but. Uh, some of the great things about PWG, uh, the the covers are always beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, the the show names are always hilarious. Thank you. The write ups are always hilarious. Thank you. And the commentary is always fantastic. And the shows are fucking. Phenomenal. The shows are amazing. And of the, the shows the shows I think trump all of that. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, it's like we're being in California. We have kind of we have resources that you know companies on the on the East Coast don't necessarily have, and I think we try to use use all those resources to their to their full potential whether it's you know whether it's the comedy the kind of tongue-in-cheek approach um as far as how we we promote the wrestling but then once you know once you're at a show you really wouldn't notice you know that much difference i mean i think our booking you know to kind of pat ourselves on the back i mean i think our booking is second to none i mean it's the the job that we're able to do with like the talent that we have and continuously bringing in new talent and finding the young guys out here um i you know i would put i would put our last two and a half, maybe three years of shows up against anybody in the world, and I think we've come out on top. I, I, I was at a show Friday, and someone asked, they were asking about, P- they, I was like, oh, I'm going to LA, LA. they go, you doing PWG? I was like, no, I'm doing um, uh, SoCal Pro and NWA Hollywood, mm-hmm. and they were like, they were talking about PWG, and, and they were asking, like, it was just interesting, my answers to them, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I was, they're not probably not drawing. I was like, no, they, they packed the house every time. They're like, oh, but are they bringing in big names? I was like, no. I mean, they, you know, they don't have, no, like, Straight off WWF names, and, and they were like, and I was like, and actually, I think they're, they have a decent amount of ticket prices. I was like, and, I, and to me, I was like, it, the way I tried to describe it was like, it seems like it's kind of like, it's turned into this kind of almost hipster, like the cool thing to do, and there's celebrities showing up now. We're, and we're, not, we're not like Lucha Vavoom, but I mean, we have our niche. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you, you've, you've been in that building in Reseda, and we can't, you know, we can't hold much more than, you know, than we, you know, we typically draw. You know, it'll be standing room only sometimes. And, you know, the thing is, um, you know, I mean, I, I have my career aside from PWG, and, you know, everybody involved kind of does, uh, you know, except Joey. You know, he's wrestling is kind of his thing. But, you know, for us to, for us to grow beyond this point would require so much more of an investment in time and energy and that's something that we necessarily don't have the the resources or the time to do you know i mean it's but just plugging away you've grown into this thing that seems to be a full a house every single yeah one, that high spots can't keep the dvds in you know and pros and gorilla mm-hmm. can't keep their dvds in stock you know like it seems to be like it's really yeah I mean, finally probably what you envisioned years ago it's not and it, and it did five years ago but now like you said the past two or three years i know it's been um, we're, we're we're at the point right now where we're we're extremely pleased with the the shows that we're putting on and how things are going because it's you know I mean I think it when we first started we kind of had to make 
make some compromises. We didn't, you know, we obviously didn't have the budget. We didn't have the connections that uh, that we do now. And so, you know, I mean, there there were some things where it's just like our, you know, our vision of things wasn't always kind of how how it turned out. But now we're, um, you know, we, we have, you know, eight years of eight years of being in business. We kind of have the the opportunity and the, the reputation that hey, you know, like if you go out to PWG. You know, you have a good time. You're treated well. You know, hopefully, I mean, that's what people are saying, and um, that you know, it's it's a place that people either want to or aspire to 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 work for. And that, I mean, that's uh, that's huge for us because instead of people looking at us like like oh, I gotta go to fucking LA or whatever, now it's like oh, I gotta go to PWG. I know guys, I know guys in WWE who are like, man, once I get fired, I hope I can work for PWG and ROA. You know, like yeah, PWG is always is is something they aspire to. And well, I mean, the thing is that you know having Having been born out of all all wrestlers, and we were all currently wrestling when we started PWG, we always wanted to make it a fun place to be and a fun like a fun locker room. I know there's there's locker rooms where there it's you know like you know you got the the crusty old timers there, and it's like oh you gotta pay your dues, kid. You know who are you? You've been on the road for ten years. I've been on the road for thirty years. Fuck you. You know like that kind of thing. And you know it's not like that. I mean everybody. You know, like the chemistry is so important to us. And like, you know, if, I mean, if there's a guy that's, you know, being a dick or whatever, being a problem, we just don't book him anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, he could, you know, he could be, well, I don't want to say he could be be main event and drawing, you know, drawing people every month. But, you know, I mean, it's just like if you're going to cause problems, that's just like stress we don't need. It's like, I mean, we're everybody just wants to have a good time. Uh, let's talk about your show names. Uh, what's been your, your a couple of your favorites so far? My one of my favorites, and this is I think our third or fourth show, is uh, "Are you adequately prepared to rock?" <laughs> that was a, it was a Simpsons reference, but I mean it was such a I don't know it's it such a such a fun fun name, and it just you know it's because you know wrestling is is the home of like the retribution or vengeance or stuff like that, and just you know having fun with it. Um, you know the, uh, the the this was actually a, a, a great rift in, in PWG is. Uh, the Ernest P. Worrell Memorial, which is a show that we did, um, everybody wanted it to be called Ernest Goes to PWG. But when I did the write-up, I called. I thought Ernest P. Worrell Memorial was a, was a much better name. And Super Dragon was like, "You're you're a fucking asshole." Or, Had he goes died to- yet? Yeah, it was right after he died. Oh, okay. And so, and Super Dragon was like, "Ernest Goes to PWG is a, a million times better." And I'm like, eh, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so this uh, this past uh, this past uh, I guess March, when the whole Charlie Sheen thing went down. I you know I got uh, I got three different emails people saying we got to call the next show winning winning and I'm like no this is this is bad this you, is, you, you know. knew it was yeah I'm after like, four days it wouldn't be winning right anymore, and right? I'm like and I'm like in a month and a half when this show happens it's just gonna you know it, you know and, are you gonna call the next one high five right, <laughs> right. <laughs> my wife <laughs> <laughs> and so so you know it turned out oh wow wow you know after a week it wasn't such a great idea I was like I knew it that's why you fucking let me name the shows <laughs> did you call it winning <laughs> yeah we called it winning but then uh, then we had a have a bunch of changes so it became card subject to change right, three yeah right. yeah steeny and um you know brian cage and so yeah uh so the, I, I, um speaking of steen uh, those are some of the guys that i know super dragon like originally and you know roh wasn't booking and you guys brought them out uh i guess i, I some of the i guess some of the talents that you guys have kind of found not yourself but have groomed right davy richards kevin steen el generico um then we had um who else we had? Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks, Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, Omega's kind of making his name for himself, but, I mean, he, I think, really really began to flourish as soon as we started booking him. I don't know if that has anything to do with us, but, um, shit, who else? Um, 
well, <laughs> no, maybe I named him off too soon. No, no, I mean, but I mean th- that that's the thing. It's like we we get these guys, and you know, it's like they, you know, because I mean, there's there's so many promotions where it's like, okay, you guys are the third match in the show. Have have a match that's like, you know, it's okay. I mean, like we want every match to be better than the next, and we want to kind of have guys to compete to put on fucking awesome matches. And I think that's how our our shows are managed to be, you know be as good as they are is, is like we we appeal to this natural sense of competition where it's like if you if you know the guys in the first match are going to go out there and kill it you're going to have to try twice as hard in the second match three times as hard in the third and so you know it's like these guys are kind of forced to raise their game when they come wrestle for us and by doing that that kind of shows oh Pac that's it uh, okay and you know it's like he was he, you know we were, we were flying him over and then uh, he happened to be on a show with the Dragon Gate guys and they're like well, I, this guy's yeah. fucking phenomenal, and, and so and like I remember me and Seidel were and we were pushing for have him on in ROH, and when we came to England, he did because I had seen him before when he was just like I mean he's, he's just a dude. He was just a, I mean, but we knew he was going to be amazing, right. and and we got Gabe to put him on an ROH show, and he kind of shit the bed, and so like so Gabe kind of like was like, well, right. I don't know about this guy, and then I watched him at Generico that first time, and I think they did it twice, right? At yeah, PWG. yeah. But that first match, I was like, thank God, and like it showed how amazing he was. Oh yeah, and he and Steenie had a. Had a Fucking killer match, and um, and now Pox traveling. I mean, he's a guy. He's, from, oh, he's just like he's, he's living, guy from Scotland, and now he's living in. Oh, you know, he's from right? from Newcastle, which, well, which might as well be Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's living in Japan. I think he what does he do? Three months on, three months off, or something? Or not three months off? Or three months on, three weeks off, or something right. like that? And and yeah, and he's just he's over in Dragon Gate, and I mean, he's just doing a fucking phenomenal job. Now he's coming over to DG USA, and it's like we'd love to, you know, we'd love to to bring him back. I mean, our fans would love to see him back. But and I always said, if WWE ever scouted. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, imagine if they did their their job and scouted yeah, yeah, talent. Guys just didn't fall on their laps, right? Uh, yeah, didn't go to the magazines for models because God, he. I mean, he looks unbelievable. He can do everything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for your benefit. Oh yeah, they yeah. don't scout, so you know. I mean, and is and is the longer the longer guys go undiscovered, the more uh, the more we benefit. And it's a shitty thing to say, but <laughs> right? I mean, you know, it's like you know, like the Bucks. I mean, they were. They were working for us, working. Uh, they were our tag champions for so long. Dragon Gate was booking them, and then, uh, you know, then as soon as TNA started booking them, they, um, you know, became more of a hassle. And then, you know, it's like we have to schedule shows around TNA schedule and stuff like that. And that's they weren't personally a hassle. But no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's T- TNA, and just uh, you know, I mean, the TNA management was they were good enough to say, you know, it's like oh, the you know this is the you know the Bucks because now they're on TV. It's like they're you know they get X. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. $100, and, you know, but you guys are kind of grandfathered in because you've been booking them for the oh, last three nice. and a half years. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, we still have to pay them a little more. Oh, well, <laughs> and, you know, they deserve. They deserve yeah, to of course. Get, you know, but it's like our, our show budgets are kind of, uh, you know, I mean. They're, it's a mom and pop or, uh, organization. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we're, not, we're not rolling in money. Yeah. Uh, now you've done you do the commentary. You so you've obviously, obviously seen like every single match probably at PWG. Not uh, there's a couple there's a couple early on when I was living uh, living on the East Coast that um, you know when we were running twice a month I'd fly back for one but I wouldn't do the other. Okay. And so it'd be uh, Disco and Taro. I think you and Disco might have done uh, yeah I done one of those shows. And so so some of those I I haven't seen like I know the matches that take place but I just recently saw. 
Claudio uh, Claudio and Danielson their their the headlock the match. headlock match. I just saw that for the Which first Dragon time. Dragon was pissed off about right. He was. Oh my god. I heard it was amazing. Oh, oh no, I thought you. Uh, I think you made uh, Super Dragon. Yeah, no, I thought you made it. Super Dragon was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was pissed. But I saw it. Oh my god, I loved it so much. Yeah, that's and then when, it, when and they, they loved it, they came back like raving about it. They were like, we had so much fun. It was just doing a headlock. And you know, but that's the thing. And like, and Dragon let him do it. Yeah, Super Dragon let him do it. He's just like, oh, fuck it. You know, whatever. You know, might be good, might be bad. But and so he didn't. He didn't like it. But you know, going back and looking at it now. That is a fucking fun match. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's like that's what I love most about about wrestling now is just having fun. It's like I don't, you know, I don't watch wrestling recreationally now. And I mean, I think I think there's a lot of guys that do. I mean, I know there's some that they watch it religiously and that are you know that, that have been around for a while. But it's just like I don't I don't get that kind of kick out of it. You know, like unless I'm talking about it, I don't for whatever reason I don't. But um, you know, when I go back and when I see stuff like that and when I see fun matches like. Um, like I loved watching some of the the hustle stuff and the uh, the the IGF the Inoki stuff when just like the freak show matches just because it's it's fun and stupid Necro like, Butcher like, versus RVD versus Kendo Kashin versus Kendo yeah. Kashin and then who uh, did Necro he he wrestled um, like Ogawa or something. it was somebody somebody insane and it's just like oh that's a fun fucking of match course. and I love watching that stuff yeah. right, what were some of the fun matches in PWG you guys were the first Americans to host. Uh, uh, Ebison and yeah, we did um, uh, Osaka Pro. I think. Well, no, I mean they, uh, uh, Kiku Kikutaro and uh, Nosawa. They had done. Um, it's no secret that they, they'd done XPW and they were doing deathmatch stuff. Oh, but okay. then, then when we were doing Rev Pro, they would you know they'd come in, they'd fly in from Japan to do XPW, and they'd come in like Thursday. We'd we'd run a Rev Pro show that that Friday, and so we kind of developed that relationship with those guys. And so yeah, and then then um, then Ebison started doing. Um, or, you know, Kikutaro started doing Ebison in uh, in Osaka Pro, and so I think they they might have come over once for Rev Pro before us, but then uh, but then we started, you know, we did the whole uh, the Osaka Pro versus PWG thing. That was one uh, eighty eight miles per hour right. was the show, and uh, you know we just started doing that, and then so then we also one of the a really fun match was uh, Kikutaro versus Necro Butcher, which is I mean that's like that would be like a Japanese freak show match, but. Um, God, how was that? It was it was fun, you know. I mean, the Necro punched him, and Kiku just you know he sold he sold like a stooge, but it was awesome. And oh, a funny Kiku story. Um, a couple years ago, when uh, when Inoki was booking for, um, and for those of you who don't know Kiku Taro, he's like the greatest c- comedic comedic wrestler. Japanese I mean, wrestler. you know, you you, you yourself are uh, you know, but I, I I tell everybody like. Some people try to do comedy; they just don't have the timing. I was like, he has he's, the time. He's he, impeccable, unbelievable. Okay, so so Anoki was booking for K One Max and uh, and Pride and all. And they would do these big uh, New Year's Eve shows, and Anoki wanted Kiku to do a fight against Alistair Overeem. I don't know who that is. Alistair Overeem is he's in the the Strike Force Heavyweight Tournament right now. He's if 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 Skynet if Cyberdyne Systems from the Terminator movies designed a robot to fuck your girlfriend that would be alistair over in terms of good lookingness or just manly good looking manliness okay. he's he's this he's this dutch kickboxer he's like six 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 seven like 250 pounds and kiku's supposed to he's supposed to fight him in a shoot in a shoot fight in a, like in a, in a oh fucking mixed gosh. martial arts match or like a kickboxing match he came to you with this story yeah he told me he's, he's a noki uh he give uh he give good money good very good money uh but but um uh me uh me want to uh, 
me want to live. <laughs> and so <laughs> he so had to he, wait it out. Yeah, yeah, so he didn't do it. But I mean, it was like he would have just gotten murdered. Oh my god! And you know, you would have given. Did you want him to do it in the outfit? The yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> and it would have just been a, like a total squash. Oh, poor guy. But uh, and so yeah, he had to turn it down. But I mean, it was like a ton of That's money. Some like um, Richard Dawson blood, uh, like what, what? Sorry, what was uh, <laughs> uh, the the Van Damme, not the, Van, the the Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, running man. Oh and, yeah, running you know, man. like he's like playing God. Like yes, yeah, he's you just, know. And yeah, um, it was the book. The book Running Man was a lot better than the. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love the movie. And it's, it's completely man. different from the from the. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 sim- yeah, it's book, a Stephen right? King book. Yeah, I think he wrote it as Richard Bachman, but uh, it, was, it was similar. Similar like gen- he has another concept. name. Yeah, it's, that was his pen name. Is I think he wrote Thinner and maybe Pet Cemetery. Is you are it? way smarter than I am. It's not. It's not smart. You it's just, just read like books. I read a lot. Yeah, I mean, I just well documented. I just try to soak all the stuff in, and you know the. The scary thing is all the concussions that I've taken. Like back, you know, back when we started, like we didn't know any better. Right, and you and guys do a I, lot of head drops. Yeah, I listened to the to the Carino uh, Carino pod you did with him, and he's talking about balls hitting them with those chairs, mm-hmm. and we fucking do that all the time. You know, we, we in a, this garage. At least Carino did it on TV. Yeah, right? we, we'd be in a garage in Anaheim in front of thirty people, twenty of which were, were you know friends and family, and we'd just be beating the shit out of each other. And uh, you know, I look, I think about it now, and it's just like, oh my god, you know, did I did I take you know did I take years off my life, and you know, did I take years off my brain? Um, one of my favorite authors is uh, this guy Terry Pratchett. He's a British British writer, and he just um, he just uh, a couple of years ago announced that he has uh, Alzheimer's disease, very very early onset Alzheimer's disease. But he's such like a smart and clever guy. But he's you know he d- actually did a documentary for BBC talking about how. You know, now now when he tries to write, sometimes the words aren't always there. Sometimes he'll be looking at the keyboard, and, he, you know, he's been typing, you know, writing books all his life. And he'll be looking at the keyboard, and he can't find a letter. You know, it's, it's like he, there's just like a blank spot. And, I, and so, like, I hear, hear stuff like that, and it just scares the shit out of me that, you know, what if I'm, like, 35, 40 years old, and, like, all of a sudden, like, I can't, you know, I can't remember where I put my car keys, and it starts small like that. And so, I mean, that's, that's exactly why I stopped wrestling. Mm. And I'm still doing it. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, you—I've changed my style. Yeah, you've totally changed yeah. your style. And I mean, that's that's what guys do. Joey, look at Joey. You know, I mean, he's he used to try to. I mean, he used to hang with us when we were just beating the shit out of each other. And you know, I mean, over over the last couple of years, Joey Ryan is who we're talking right. about. Um, and you know, he's he's really changed up his style, and he's made. I think he's made made more money doing. Doing this Mustache this iteration rides, of Joey right. Ryan, Joey Ryan, than he ever did X Foundation with him, him Scott, me, and Dragon just pounding the shit out of each other. I got, I, got, I had like a, I had like a skull fracture from a match we did in, uh, in in Newhall, California, in front of you know maybe fifty people. Fuck. And you know, like I was out of wrestling for like six months after that. Like I was just just waking up with like blinding headaches in the middle of the night, and then I was just like, it's because you were watching those Japanese. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. And then, by who we're inspired by, and and, and then we just start doing it in front of twenty people. Well, I mean that that was even the point when we were just. Um, that was that was after we were just like we're gonna have the best fucking match on the show every time, no matter where we're at. And then you know, and that's you know we 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 would go out there, and that's what we try to do. And we did it. We did it at XPW. We do it at the, you know this promotion up in New Hall. And I mean that's kind of the the mindset that we've brought to PWG. And well, it's not us doing it, but we want to encourage our guys to go out there and fucking you know stretch your wings and fly, and you, you'll be surprised. So uh, PWG has some upcoming shows. Are we done already? Oh, sorry. No, no. It's, it's oh. time goes by. Yeah, don't man. I, I well, want... do you have do you have important messages? To no, no. I wanted know? I wanted to talk to you a little bit. We had this conversation uh, when you were in, in San Diego a couple months ago about uh, comedy and wrestling. Yeah, and uh, you know how how um, you know your 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 training in comedy, your improv, mm-hmm. and that stuff like that has kind of helped your your professional wrestling. But then you talked. To, we you know we it was a candid conversation where we talked about how. 
you know, when you go up there as Colt Cabana, you know, it's, it's on the easy. Stage. Yeah. On the yes. stage. It's just, it's just something that's like kind of internal. Yeah. And, um, then when you go up there as, you know, as yourself, it's, it's, it's totally different. Yeah. I, and like case in point is we, we, and I don't know if it was, we did these live shows, uh, live $5 wrestling mm-hmm. in, uh, in Atlanta and it's, it's Colt Cabana going up there with Marty DeRosa, who's a comedian, who's great. So like, he's helping me a lot, but, I go up there. I, I don't get nervous. I here's all my wrestling fans on a stage. We're talking. We're having fun. The, the show is an unbelievable success. Last summer, I was doing shows every Wednesday. Uh, you know, as just me, mm-hmm. uh, not Cole Cabana. And uh, well, I guess I would be Cole Cabana, Whatever. but you know, <laughs> I wasn't a wrestler. I was just a guy in there training and learning. And I was just, I was petrified. I was scared shitless. Mouth gets dry. My mouth gets dry. <laughs> I had no confidence. I watched all these other comedians be amazing at what they were doing and uh it's it's almost i have to be in that wrestling element that's why i i don't think i'm going to be the next comedian uh comedians but i think if i can put my spin of wrestling with comedy together you know maybe i don't need wwe to make myself a big chunk of money or make myself successful in the world Mm -hmm. even though that's all wrestling is is wwe but hopefully i've eventually my niche, you know, can can be that ultra hybrid of everything, and I do that in the ring now. But now I'm branching off. No, I think. I mean, I think. You, I think you do it beautifully, and I think the the way you know, it's 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 something that's so unique to you that you know. I mean, when people when people see Cole Cabana, you know, it's like you see Davey or you see whoever on on a show, and it's like, okay, it's going to be a fucking awesome match. But when you see Cole Cabana on the show, it's going to be. I mean, it'll be a good match, but it's going to be fun. But, you know, it's, I'm going to be entertained. But. My thing is that these these you need a ring. Which, yes, which that's, is that's your stage. Six thousand dollars. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm a comedian, or if I could do some other show, I can just go on the road and bring myself and a microphone yeah. and an amp. That's true. Yeah. And that's where it's like. So now you're kind of beholden to other people. To, yeah. You know, and you do, and you need seven, eight matches, and you need a good tag match. You know, you need a serious match before me to really, or you know, like so I can lighten up the mood. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, it's just like I, I, I think like where can I, where can it go next? What can we do next? So you know, and that's like, and I'm, you know, I think Marty and I are gonna do some web series and stuff. Oh, and very like, cool. You know, but it's just like, but it has to be integrated with wrestling because that's my element. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel comfortable. But, like, my big goal, and I don't know where it could be eventually, and I guess this is some, you know, inside business talk, but, like, how can we keep the wrestling but well, get we, the wrestling ring away? You, you know, know? We, we, I mean, we talked about this, just, you know, like, hustling and kind of, you know, branching, branching out and doing stuff like Wrestling Road Diaries and $5 Wrestling and stuff like that where it's, yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's such a brilliant business model. I'm surprised nobody's thought of it sooner, and I'm, I'm so happy that you were the first one to think of it. Yeah, and it's been going well. I mean, it's... For the first time, really, for the first time, like, I'll get double chicken without feeling guilty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I know like, exactly the other day at Subway, I got avocado. Whoa, and, you know, and he's like, that's a dollar extra. I was like, no problem. No, no problem. Cool. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, you know, and then I, I also think, well, you know, I don't know how long this is going to This is, I get so fucking paranoid. Oh, you break your leg tomorrow. Yeah. Well, what happens? Yeah. yeah. Or just... Or, or that all, all of a sudden now I'm hated and nobody like you know and then yeah. like then there's no no one wants to buy anything or anything mm. and I and man I, I like I, I think this is just my life but then I just realized like I watched a movie on the on the plane and it was called um, it was Ben Affleck Tommy Lee Jones. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was called Company Man. You ever heard of this? Yes, yes. Yeah, I... and like Ben Affleck's 12 years at this place, and then they fire him, and then like... Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Like, everybody's fucked. Like, man, my, my ideas of just life, like, everybody can get fucked at any moment. That's, that's what happened to me. Uh, you know, in 2008, I, um, my, you know, my girlfriend at the time, we, we closed on our, our condo in July. And then first week of August, I got laid off from my day job. Yeah. And, like, I just... And how secure did you think you were in the day job? I, I, thought, I thought things were going well. Yeah, man. And, life is so fucking and weird. they just fucking dropped that bomb. It's like they... Because, you know, I was working at a design agency. They lost a big client. And the big client, that, it wasn't like they knew they were going to lose that client. It's just they didn't. They had to trim the fat somewhere. And, fuck, you know, and so, like, you know, all my savings just were, were gone. And so, you know, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's so... It's so ephemeral that it can go just any time. You know, it's like something that you think you're holding your hand. Like, oof, you know, mm. it's gone. And, and, I, and, I, and sometimes I think it's just artists. And, like, I, I feel that I'm living the artist life. You know, so I, I usually I, – I don't consider myself – I really do I consider myself an artist. Oh, yes, completely. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, musicians, poets, and they all – you all hear those tales. And, like, it's like, well, I'm not going to do corporate – you know, I'm not going to have that set life. But, like you said, like, corporate life can go at any – like, anybody's life yeah. can go. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so scary. And – um yeah, I mean, I you know, I I mean, I th- I think we're we're really lucky to have kind of found found our home here, you know, in in wrestling. But you know, I mean, both you know, I, I mean, we're you know, you've complimented me a couple times, and I'll I'll admit that I think of myself as a smart guy, you know, wrestling, especially you know, being traveling traveling the to the different places that we've uh, we've traveled to, Who we've seen you, yeah, mean? and the, yeah. the, the <laughs> different individuals we've encountered. You right. know, we know we're we're kind of above uh, you know the high end of the curve, but uh, you know, it's Which just isn't like, that high, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anything le- anything bigger than a zero is still right. is still hundred percent improvement. But you know it's like we've you know we've taken these these things that that make us unique in wrestling, kind of make us unique individuals, and we've we've applied it to wrestling. And we've uh, we've been able to succeed in it. And, I mean, I think you've done an amazing job just g- branching out and you know taking these things that you make that make you unique. And, and, and that's a, like I once heard of an interview with Billy Gunn, and I talk about this with Nigel a lot. Like I once heard this interview, Billy Gunn was like. Oh, 27 years of wrestling and all I got was fucking all I know how to do is slam dudes it's like no like you, you've traveled the world you've learned how a business works you, you know like the, you have got so many attributes on top of you made like a million dollars a year and I talked to you know Nigel gets down in the dumps a lot and it's just like he's just like all I this, I've wasted my life it's like no like you know you've traveled you know you know how it works you've learned how to market yourself you've learned how to you know make yourself valuable you can take that trade and you can take it anywhere yeah so in terms of uh, that's you don't you don't just have to you can't you, you don't have to just mentor another professional wrestler you can mentor a person right you know like you can you can teach them professional development Including yourself into another place yeah. also yeah you know? and so yeah I mean it's and okay one more thing do we have time uh, if you if you want to throw it yeah go for it okay well uh, do we yeah okay yeah. Uh, you were you were recently on the sound of young America and I think I was. Uh, Perhaps the only person in wrestling, maybe that yeah, was. That I was about, fucking yeah. stoked yeah, about it. Bryce Remsburg. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Bryce. I love Bryce. But um, you know, but I mean, that was that was such a big deal. How do you think 
wrestling and this is actually also goes kind of goes back to the hipster niche appeal of pwg it's like you know we have we have our core group of fans that they are wrestling fans at heart but i think we do attract you know people that are like oh this is like a cool thing to do it's like it's it's underground it just happens at the shitty dingy place in Reseda. how do you think wrestling today is perceived by the general public i, I mean and like i said in there is like I, wwe that's all they think about mm-hmm. and i and it's you know like the wrestler the movie kind of brought some different lights so now they either think the big giant stage or these shitty little yeah, guys, yeah you know but i guess that's kind of what it is and i i don't know i just wish i i do believe it's performance art and i wish that's how we can nail it into their head well like did, did you feel when you I mean, when you were doing that interview and you know I and mean, granted I, I you know i heard the the radio version of it so i mean i didn't hear the whole thing but i mean he jesse thorne seemed to be treating you with you know i mean respect and yes. you know i mean he'd, he'd poke fun at a little things but they were things that deserve to be poked fun at of course and <laughs> you know because it is wrestling after all but i mean do, do you think that you know like the general public like the people respect you as an entertainer or they kind of marginalize you as just being like oh he's just like a wrestler I mean, I think because, of, like you said, my pers- i know how to hold myself, and I'm—I'm I'm mm-hmm. a decent human being, and I come off well. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit jar, you know. So, if I'm in a conversation and I meet you, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm a professional wrestler," and they see what kind of guy I am, you know, I don't do, think. Do they- people believe that you? I mean, I guess your size—you know, you and I—I I mean, yeah, we're, we're about the same height, but guy, no, though, but in the world, but yeah. I- yeah, I mean they do. Because when I when I tell people that like I was a wrestler, I'm involved in wrestling. People that is like people don't believe it at all. Yeah. And you know, I mean, looking at myself in the mirror, I can I can completely understand why. But you know, you don't it's see just that mask. Yeah, that's true. Wait, when it's, you're out in town in well, the mask, because like, I wear because I wear the glasses over the mask, okay. and so it's like they're like, oh, Clark Kent, <laughs> Superman, two different, the same guy. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's I I think people the the public perception of wrestling is is still trying to recover from kind of like the attitude area right and but i think i mean not to keep complimenting you patting you on the back but i mean i think you know people like you and you know guys that are like entertainers that are like just trying to you know like this is this is fun you know it's like we're not but that's why i wanted to get big in the wwe to to say look at my style and show the world my it wasn't necessarily to be a millionaire or to or to even to be famous it doesn't hurt yeah <laughs> it, it was, but it it was it was like I have this fun loving way of doing it instead of sh- you know instead of my twenty thousand Twitter followers or whatever I would have two hundred thousand Twitter followers mm. to see like look how fun and great and humorous wrestling could be and you know as opposed to you know a five knuckle shuffle and an fu which is fine but I do believe there's a different way and that was. I wanted to be able to tell them that way on a great grand scale as opposed to, you know, there's no knock on, you know, the indie level or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just the potential to show my way of wrestling to so many more people was what was so uh, appealing to me. Yeah. And I mean, I think. And the millions of dollars. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> hurt. But, you know, I mean, I think that's, you know, we, we kind of, you know, PWG, we kind of do the same thing. Just, you know, it's a different different product, different style. But it's like we kind of do the same thing. It's like this is this is what we love about professional wrestling. We like fucking, you know, competitive, awesome matches. And we want to share that with people. And if, you know, if that's not what you're looking for in wrestling, then, you know, whatever. You, you can find whatever you're looking for somewhere else. There's a million other places that you can go. But it's like if you, you know, if you want to see, like, the guys – you know, guys kind of given given creative freedom, competing at like a high level. Then mm-hmm. you know, you come to us. And if you want to, you can go to All Star Weekend. Yeah, All Star Weekend eight. It's uh, May twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Uh, it's in Reseda, California. General admission tickets are uh, still available. 
Uh, you can buy them on the, on the website, ProWrestlingGorilla.com, or at the door at the day of the event. It's a two-night show. It's a huge, huge card. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've already taken up enough of your time. Yeah. But go to, go to the website, ProWrestlingGorilla.com. You can find out all the information there. Fantastic. Thank hey, you uh, can, they, can they connect with you anyway? Uh, uh, yeah, Excalibur at ProWrestlingGorilla.com. If for whatever reason you want to talk to me, not that anybody does. But I actually had a guy try to book me to wrestle a couple weeks ago. He, called, he just left a message. I don't know. Sir, I will talk about your match. <laughs> yeah. on DVD. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, if you want to pay me a couple hundred bucks, I'll I'll come and talk about it. But yeah, yeah. no, but he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I want you to get you on a show, and get you to wrestle. I'm like, oh, he sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very Mexican. <laughs> he was very Mexican. He's <laughs> calling from eight one eight number. But uh, yeah, and so um, so yeah, I guess Excalibur at ProWrestlingGorilla dot com or just visit ProWrestlingGorilla dot com and check us out by buy a DVD on supporthighspots.com dot com as well. Yeah, support big, big supporter of yours, big supporter of ours. Yeah, uh, they're a great these, company. These eight years of ours would have never come along without them. So. Yeah, and thank thank you very much. I I, I love the pod and right it's, uh, it's been a huge thrill to be on it. All right, thanks a lot. All right, really good to have Excalibur on the show. Again, we got all different types of people from the world of professional wrestling. Excalibur really not lacing up the boots so much anymore, but he does a great job over there on commentary at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He does a great job with the covers. And uh, if you read the, the write-ups on the Internet, I got a feeling he's involved in those, which are hilarious if you ever had the time to take those in and, and read them. Uh, of course, you know, I'm not so much involved with PWG these days. Of course, uh, you know, I'll go back every now and then, and I always enjoy doing the commentary with him, and I think we do well together because I think we have a nice, fun dynamic, and I think that's so because we have a lot in common and, uh, and we're friends, which I think came across in this conversation that we had. So, again, great to have him on the show. Uh, that's the show for this week. Before we get out of here, let's get some plugs and some upcoming events. If you want to support, you can. It is fan-supported and listener-supported. ColtMerch.com is a great way to do it. T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs. Help and support Colt Cabana. The Wrestling Road Diaries is available over at ColtMerch.com. My Twitter, at Colt Cabana. Follow me over there on Twitter. See what I have to say about the world of professional wrestling. See what I have to say in general or who the next guest on the Art of Wrestling podcast is going to be. At Colt Cabana on Twitter. My email ColtWrestling at gmail.com. Why don't you send me over something? You got something to say? Let me know. If you're a promoter and you want to book me on your upcoming show, your convention, your movie, your TV show, uh, or any nonsense, I'll probably do it. ColtWrestling at gmail.com. The P.O. Box is available at WeLoveColt.com. You can send some snail mail. Look it up. Write it down. Send it on over back to Chicago. And the Facebook, like the Facebook page, we got a podcast page, AOW Podcast. That's after a backslash and a Facebook.com. Right on some upcoming events. Friday, May 20th, Cleveland, Ohio, AIWrestling.com. Saturday, May 21st, Chicago Ridge, Illinois, ROHWrestling.com. Friday and Saturday, May 27th and 28th, going up to none of it, Canada, all the way up north, MaximumProWrestling.ca. Uh, Wednesday, June 1st, Southgate, Michigan, JuggaloWrestling.com. Those are the iPay-Per-Views, only 5 bucks. It's a pretty good deal and a pretty fun show. Saturday, June 4th, LaSalle, Illinois, DreamWaveWrestling.com. Sunday, June 5th, heading back to California, Hollywood, California, NWAHollywood.com. Sunday, June 13th, I'm heading to Mount Vernon, Illinois, for Pro Wrestling Prestige. Again, of course, you can check me back every other Wednesday, June 15th, Southgate, Michigan, JuggaloWrestling.com. That's the show, guys. This has been the Art of Wrestling for Colt Cabana. I'm Colt Cabana. Dit, 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 dit.